You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Remember the story, Goldilocks and the Three Bears? No, I don't want to focus on the fact that this child was wandering through the woods alone and decided to make herself at home in someone else's house, because there are all sorts of issues there. No, let's focus on the different experiences she had when trying out the beds, the chairs, and the grits. Okay, look, I know it's porridge, but let's be real. No one I know even knows what porridge looks or tastes like. There were three of each, beds, chairs, and grits. She tried them all and found that with each, there was a different feel, either too hard, too soft, or just right. When looking for the right lawyer for you, you have to be Goldilocks. There are some that are too aggressive, too passive, or just generally too much, but find the one that fits just right. While I understand the desire to just pick the first person you speak with or the person that a friend told you about, I caution you from selecting that person without meeting at least one other lawyer. But before we jump into the red flags to look out for in a divorce lawyer, let's take a step back and start with the best resources for finding a lawyer. Friends, family, colleagues are a good resource for finding a lawyer. They may have firsthand experience, whether good or bad, that can help you as you list out potential lawyers. Another good resource for finding a lawyer is the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers. This organization requires their members, which are known as fellows, to meet certain professional standards, including a national test, application submission with referral statements by judges, and a minimum number of practice years and trial hours. Now, in full disclosure, I am a fellow of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, And I will say that while there are very good lawyers who are not fellows of the academy, this is a solid place to start your search for an attorney in your area. The internet and social media also, of course, provide good resources for finding lawyers. But let me use a word of caution here. You are looking for a professional to help you resolve your family matter. You are not looking for a marketing professional or a social media influencer. So if you find a potential candidate on social media, especially on Instagram or TikTok, then be sure to cross-reference their work on professional sites such as LinkedIn, their website, or legal publications, including Super Lawyers or Crane's Business or the American Bar Association. Keep in mind that everything that glitters ain't gold. You are not hiring someone for their TikTok videos, but you're hiring someone to help you through a difficult time.
That said, I would also be cautious of someone who doesn't have any internet presence. I mean, no website, no profile headshot on LinkedIn, and an unprofessional sounding email address. Girl, it's 2021, they gotta do better. Once you have your list together of potential candidates, then you can start preparing for the consultation, which is actually the opportunity for you to interview the lawyer. And yes, I said list. It is helpful to have a list of the potential lawyers with their contact information, rates, referral source, and more readily available. That way, you can go back to the list as you are interviewing and making a final decision. So let's talk about a consultation and what it is and what it isn't. A consultation is a meeting between the potential client and the potential lawyer. It generally lasts between 30 minutes to an hour, and it should occur in person or via a video conference program like a Zoom or Google Meet or Microsoft Teams. The consultation is the opportunity for you and the lawyer to get to know one another briefly. This is all, all, all about first impressions. The lawyer will give you a brief overview of their practice style, their rates, and will answer the general questions you have about the process and your case. In turn, you will give the lawyer a brief, underline that three times, brief background. Where you are in the process, are you still considering options, did you get served with papers, and the specific questions to help you make a decision about working with that person. I can't say this strongly enough. The consultation is not intended to be the time where the lawyer tells you everything you want to hear or to make promises or guarantees about your case. Any lawyer who is guaranteeing an outcome cannot be trusted. Let me say that again. Any lawyer who is guaranteeing an outcome cannot be trusted. There are no guarantees in the divorce process except when made by the judge. And girl, even then, that ruling can be overturned or modified on appeal if a higher court disagrees with how the ruling was made. So the best thing you should expect to hear from a lawyer is that they will work very hard on your behalf and that based on your facts, will put the best defense possible together for you, period. Just like in a job interview, you want to be prepared for the consultation so that you have the best possible outcome and can make a decision on moving forward with the lawyer. In preparation for the consultation, you want to have the few of the following things ready to go. So you should have a bullet point or a short written summary of the background of what is going on in your life. Yes, it's your life and you're probably thinking that you don't need to write it out, but you should. It will help you organize your thoughts and to stick to the important points during this brief meeting. Remember, a consult is only usually 30 minutes to an hour. 
Keep in mind, this is only the introduction and you do not have to tell the lawyer the 20 year history at this time. You want to give them the highlights. They will get the full history when you hire them. This is just the trailer, not the full feature film. You also want to have a list of questions ready. This list should be the same for every lawyer that you're going to interview. That way you can prepare and compare the responses based on the meetings that you've had. For your list of questions, you want to ask things like, what percentage of your practice is dedicated to family law? Who will primarily handle my case? What is your retainer and hourly rate? What is the billing cycle? Is it monthly? Is it bi-weekly? Is there a minimum that I have to maintain in my trust account? Ask, in the last six months, how many cases have you resolved by direct settlement or in mediation? And how many cases have you taken to a full hearing or a trial? A response to this question is important because that'll give you some indication on whether or not this person can actually settle a case. You should also ask something like, what is your primary means of communication with the client? That'll give you a window into whether or not they communicate via email or if it's a lot of phone calls or video conferencing. And one that many people don't ask, but I think it's particularly important is, who would you recommend as a lawyer for your family member if you couldn't represent them? Take note of what they say. If their response is something like, oh, I would just do it, I, nobody's better than me, yeah, no, you don't want to go with this person. You want to go with somebody who gives a thoughtful response. I would have this person represent my family members if I couldn't do it. Or it would depend on the circumstances. But here are a number of people that I would consider. You should try to have anywhere between 8 to 10 questions ready. If they answers the questions during kind of the general discussion, then great. But if not, then be sure to get your questions answered so that you can compare when thinking about other lawyers. So now look, it can be overwhelming to go to a divorce lawyer's office for the first time. So if you're feeling truly overwhelmed, then contact the lawyer's office and find out if you may bring a family member or a friend with you to the consultation. This person should be there as emotional support only. They are not there to run the meeting or to speak on your behalf. They are simply there to be seen and not heard. They can support you by taking notes. Even if they give you their objective opinion after the lawyer meeting, be mindful that this is your case and that you are the person that has to work with the lawyer. So make sure that you are comfortable with that person that you decide to hire. You should also bring a pen and tissues. Now, yes, I know the lawyer's office 
should have these items readily available for you in their office. But there is some comfort in having the things that you think you may need right when you need them. So now that you have the items prepared, it's time to schedule the consultation. Be sure to schedule the meeting during a time when you are not rushing to or from something else. Don't do it right after kids drop off if that's going to be a hurried experience. Don't do it right before kids pick up. Don't try to squeeze it in between a big presentation at work. You want to be in a space where you can calmly think about the matter at hand. You also want to arrive at the consultation in plenty of time, especially if it's in person. You don't know the office. You may not be as familiar with the area. So try to arrive at least 10 minutes early and that allow you to settle your thoughts because you're likely going to be anxious about just being there generally. So once you arrive, it's not uncommon for someone to offer you a glass of water, tea, coffee, or a soda. You know, I would recommend steering clear of any caffeine. Again, your emotions are likely already heightened and caffeine will surely increase that. Take the glass of water because while you're going through the interview, you may feel your mouth getting dry. If you are doing the consultation remotely, then go ahead and have a glass of water nearby anyway. The other thing that helps is to stop by the bathroom before the meeting. Yes, look, I know it sounds like I'm talking to my six-year-old, but go to the bathroom and just try. Again, it's the nervous energy that will get you. Also, there is a bathroom mirror and looking at the mirror and saying to yourself, I'm grown, I got this, it helps, I'm just saying. In the consultation, take your time. There is a good chance that you may have paid for this time and you will want to get everything out of it. So be on time and end on time. Take note of the lawyer respecting your time as well. Yes, things happen and people are sometimes a bit delayed. However, were you notified that the lawyer was going to be late? And by late, I mean, you know, five minutes or more. And if they were late, did they apologize for the delay? Or do they need to end earlier than the allotted time? Take note of these behaviors. It's the little things. These are giving you clues as to how they will be in real practice when they represent you. We all know that no one is perfect and things happen. But keep in mind that you are here to interview this lawyer for a job. You are looking to hire them. Are they the best candidate? As part of your search, keep the following red flags in mind. How responsive is the lawyer? Have you called and emailed but no response after several days? That's a red flag if I've ever seen one. If you can't get a hold of them in preparation for this consultation or there's a lot of back and forth, or their voicemail box is full, preventing you from leaving a message, don't even bother. Because once you hire them and they represent you, it will be even harder. Was your consultation rescheduled several times? Are they taking on more that they can actually handle? Many lawyers do this, 
But what happens? They cut corners, mistakes are made, they don't have time to pay attention. Be mindful of these type of things. Was their receptionist or the legal assistant, were they courteous? Were they professional? These things are important. You're going through an emotional state. And while they may hear the same response several times about what's going on in someone's life, that's not your problem. This is new for you. Are they nice to you? When you scheduled the consultation, were you told about the fee before the meeting? If you weren't, run. Is it the same amount that you were quoted and then later charged? If it isn't, run. We don't play with money. We don't play with fees. These are red flags. Is the lawyer during the meeting making a lot of guarantees and a lot of promises? We talked earlier about the idea of guarantees. Be mindful. During the meeting, did the lawyer pay attention during the actual meeting? Or were they on their phone? Or were they distracted by another document? Did they have someone continuously walking in and out? If they're too distracted for this 30-minute or one-hour meeting, how are they going to treat you during the actual representation? Did you feel heard or Was the lawyer talking over you and telling you what you must do and how you do it and that they know better than you ever? Yeah, again, not okay. And trust your instincts. You know when you feel something is off. Listen, it's trying to clue you in on a later issue. Depending on where you are in the process, you may want to go into the meeting thinking, I want the most aggressive person to represent me. Don't. You don't want that. You want someone who is just right. They know when to turn up the heat in the case and when to turn it down. Girl, Goldilocks was on to something when she tried out everything to find the just right. And I know you will too. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.